welcome to Who is Grace Weekly, Grace Church's weekly podcast. My name is John Tiernan. I'm excited to be your host as we discuss the I Am Jesus sermon series. Our mission here at Grace is to make and be fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. And we hope these conversations encourage you to live out that mission in your everyday life. Today, I'll be doing a deeper dive with Pastor Scott about his message from Sunday, including some bonus content that didn't make it to a sermon, but he's excited to tell you about it. We will also talk about how to abide in Jesus and letting God prune things out of our lives. We'd love for you to share this podcast with others and to like and subscribe so you can get notifications for every episode each week. Let's jump into my conversation with Pastor Scott. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode five of our weekly podcast. I'm so excited to be here with Pastor Scott, and we're excited to be here with you joining us for this conversation today. Pastor Scott, you want to say hello to everybody? Hey, everybody. Nice to see and hear and all the in-betweens. Absolutely. Can I tell you this? You look much better in person than you do on the radio. Thank you. That's a compliment. I'm going to receive it that way. Good, you should. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. So uh, we are talking about Jesus being the true vine and us being the branches that are supposed to bear fruit. If you had to pick a fruit to describe you, Pastor Scott, what would best describe you and why? What kind of question is that? I wish I would have asked Heather ahead of time no, for we, her no, no, answer no, no, we and to see if they match. We don't want Heather's answer to that one. I don't. I, maybe we'll ask her later. Uh, a po- I'd be a pomegranate. I'd be a pomegranate. Why? Uh, because I think when you think of a pomegranate, uh, there's all sorts of different layers and compartments to it. I mean, it looks. I mean, it looks very inviting on on the outside, right? And then when you're yeah. inside, you're just like, holy cow! Look at all the different things I have to do. So I'm complex multi-layered, compartmentalized. Is that a good answer? There was no wrong answer. Great. And and I haven't had a pomegranate in a really long time, and now I want one. The crazy thing about pomegranates, though, when you watch someone, if they do it well, they can they can rip that sucker apart and get all the things out that they need just so they can get to the thing they want to eat in like 45 seconds. And I'll sit there and struggle with it for five, six minutes trying to figure out how the heck do you get all this stuff out of the way. It's unreal. So Pastor Scott uh, will be giving pomegranate eating lessons yeah. Uh, oh, in, yeah. in the upcoming weeks. He'll, learn, sure. he'll learn, learn the art and be glad to teach you about it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Pastor Scott the pomegranate. I love it. <laughs> hey, man, you gave a really challenging message uh, about Jesus being the true vine. Hmm. Your big idea was that because Jesus is the true vine, you can bear fruit. And you, you were saying that, well, really, Jesus said that we are like the branches of a grapevine, uh, that we need to abide in him, to stay connected to him as the vine so that we can bear fruit. Yeah. Uh, and you made these three points. God grafts you and positions you in the vine. That's us as the branches. God prunes you and Jesus supplies all you need to bear fruit. Yeah. And I want to go back to that idea of God pruning us that you talked about. And it was really helpful to hear you describe it from a farmer's perspective because it makes that whole analogy that they would have been so familiar with way more meaningful. You said a good vine dresser would would diligently cut off like lateral shoots yeah. from the vine because they suck life away from the vine and keep it from producing more fruit and better fruit. Um, and you said these are called suckers. Suckers. Which is funny. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so in the passage, Jesus tells us that we should expect and allow God as the vine dresser to prune us, to remove the suckers from our lives so that we can bear more fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch, right? Ouch this, is, can be, this can be a painful right. process of being pruned by the vine dresser. So I'm going to ask you, what is a sucker in your life right now that God might want to prune? Might Man, you ask hard cut, questions. Cut off, cut away, uh, <clears throat> and how might that help you, hmm. Pastor Scott, bear more fruit? You know, it's 
when the when the the idea of of suckers they steal nutrients away from the main branch and so when i think of like those suckers i think what steals away my my attention to abiding more closely and mm. and you know you can think of it from a distraction standpoint um the thing that the thing that will that will steal away a lot of times that i constantly have to keep in check um i'm an i'm an achiever by nature and that that's a good thing, but it's also a it can be an unhealthy thing. Uh, and so, in the in for the instance of if I don't if I don't manage my time well, where and, and I'm here too long, that then sucks my attention away to being the Christ like husband and father that I should be at home. Yeah. So there's there's that one. Um, you said here we're at church right now for those who are listening. Yeah. So you mean like being just, at, just being at work at too work long. too long because yeah. you know I I can just go 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 go. Another one, and you probably just asked for one, but I'm going to give you another one, is just this sense of um, the, the pride in me mm. uh, and things that I can do that, that wants to fill the, that, that pride itch that I've got. And that, that, that's, a sh- that's a shoot or, you know, that's a sucker that can grow pretty darn quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want, to be, I want to be liked. I want to be respected. Um, I want to feel like I, like I belong kind of thing. And that is a constant that is a constant sucker that will that will come out that i you know that god's like okay this thing's getting a little too you know hairy looking it's time to give her a you know give her a snip back or break it off or whatever it is yeah. most of the time i hope that it's not painful but sometimes it's just like you're doing that for you and not me yeah yeah so he brings that that holy spirit conviction he gives you the strength to cut one of those things out of your life you know in the upcoming days how does that help you Bear more fruit for His glory. Like, Man. what's, what, and you can pick one of those two examples. Like, what? How does that lead to fruitfulness? Well, let's take the let's take the um, yeah, let's take the pride one. That's you know, I wanted to give you the easier answer, but I mean, you know, this is like bear your soul to Pastor John segment. Um, <laughs> a new name for the podcast. <laughs> All right, every week we come with a new one. I like that one. Bear your soul with Pastor John. Uh, but the idea of pride, if I'm going to start doing things to glorify me, um, then I'm going to hit a ceiling on the, I mean, I, we work in ministry. We're, we're supposed to make and be fully devoted followers of Jesus. And so if I'm going to try to do things in like autopilot Scott mode for Scott, mm-hmm. there's a ceiling to that. And so if I, you know, whether it's, you know, coming up with a, a sermon to write or, uh, you know, just doing something that we've got and getting a meeting together or brainstorming something, if I'm going to do it to kind of get glory and say something, then there's a like a, there's a ceiling to it. If I, the fruit comes when I get out of my own way and recognize that all the things that I've got inside me are gifts from Him anyway. Yeah. It just creates this. It it opens the ceiling. You know, let's stick with that analogy. And you look up and you're just like, wow, I, there's endless possibilities. Well, yes, when you get out of your own way, God can do way more in you and through you than you can do in you and through you. That's cool. Yeah, that's a cool and I like another good analogy of just seeing that ceiling. Like our our pride is that example, but even the other um, things that are sucking life and and distracting us from the from from the Lord and what He wants to do in us are a ceiling on what He can do in us and through us. And I got a big dome, so like if if like if that if that opening in that ceiling is only that far wide, and if you think pride of just inflating the head, well, I'm not going to get through it anyway. So. 
Your big open ceiling is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, big gourd, big open ceiling. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's cool. I think that's encouraging. And I think people, after hearing your message, are thinking about what what in their life right now would they trust God enough to let him cut it away? Yeah. Believing that he'd actually bring more good yeah. with that thing gone. Yeah. And sometimes that's super painful in the moment. Yeah. Right? Because it exposes what you've been allowing to grow and fester far longer than you should have and you've known it. And sometimes it gets to the point where it's it's a super painful press, but it's it's good in the long term because of what it yields. Right. Right. You have to be, you have to be able to see that fruit that isn't there right now. That's going to be because God's going to bring it once that thing's gone. And that's, that's not taking up your time, your energy, bringing pain into your life or other people's lives around you. When God's able to remove that and bring fruit, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And that's the cool thing about the vine dresser, right? The, the vine dresser is it's his main goal, his or her main goal is for the mass, the most massive quantity of fruit and also the quality of it. And he knows what's best because that's what his job is. And so I'm a branch, man. Like, I, I have no idea, but he looks at the long term and says, I, if I get rid of this, trust me, mm. trust me. And there's a trust, there's a big trust component to it. And we talk about that in the sermon, but yeah, yeah. That's good, man. Thanks for sharing with us. Sure. So one of the big challenges from your sermon was for us to obey Jesus's command to abide in him. And you talked a lot about that word because it shows up so much in that passage. You said it means to remain with him or simply to be with him. Yeah. And I've loved hearing stories of people who are using the I Am Jesus devotional to abide as a tool for abiding in this sermon series and how Jesus is revealing himself to people. He's bearing fruit through that time that they're spending with him. And it's such a thrill. For those who are listening and you haven't been able to check out that daily devotional yet, head over to whoisgrace.com forward slash I am Jesus. You can start today, week five, day one. You can also, at that same website, find Pastor Sarah's daily podcast called My Chair, where she's reflecting on each day's reading, which has been super helpful for me, and a lot of people have shared some really great feedback about that, so check it out. Yeah, uh, Part of the devotional has a challenge of, of choosing one of the spiritual disciplines to practice either fellowship or solitude. And so I've been asking each of the, the preaching pastors to share a little bit about one of those. And so I want to go back to solitude with you today and how that relates to abiding in Christ. You made that point, Jesus supplies all we need to bear fruit. So that's a powerful promise, right? Yeah, that's, that, is, it is. that is included in that passage um, in his statement about being the vine. What do solitude, that spiritual discipline of solitude and abiding look like for you in your life right now? And I know you mentioned it a little bit in your sermon, but I want to go a little deeper. What does that solitude and abiding look like? Yeah. You know, how are they connected? Um, and then uh, how, what does Jesus supply in those times of, of solitude and abiding that helps you bear fruit? Yeah, that's good. So I think one of the things when I think of solitude is specifically for me is, I, I mean, people know that most, most people know that I'm an extrovert. I love hanging around people. Um, but I've learned in the last couple of years, it's pretty darn exhausting. Mm -hmm. um, and I can empty myself and, and go into the next, you know, the next phase of the day, pretty, pretty empty or dry or after, after a week and everything. What solitude has done for me is first and foremost, especially during this coronavirus time, is it's, it's shown me the necessity of it. Mm. Um, what he's, what, 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 what solitude for me, like God tells us to get away. It's like he, Jesus models getting away. And the pace of life here nowadays um, doesn't, 
it, we, we don't naturally build that into our rhythm. And so we have to actually force ourselves into some of the certain practices. That's why I love that we're doing a couple of the disciplines, especially with the fellowship and the solitude. But from the solitude standpoint, I love the fact that it, it, it for me, it quiets my soul. Wow. And, the, and, and you know me, you, we could go back and forth and have a heyday and just have great conversation. And that would be fill me up as well. But there's something that I have discovered in the solitude. So um, I will go, typically, I will go outside somewhere. And yeah. I, even in the middle of winter, I've done, I, I do this. I'll dress warm. And I, so the last time I did this was two weeks ago. And I sat down, uh, down at Brown's Farm. And I was just like, all right, God. Sat down, quieted my soul. There's some things that I say, like I'll do the, I've actually heard a couple people say, I do my breathing thing. Mm -hmm. Father, I belong to you, just to kind of center myself. And then uh, I sat down, I said, okay, just speak. And he, he responded like, no, not today. I want you to, I want you to hear, I want you to hear my creation. So I'm sitting by the, the creek that runs there and I listen and I just start to hear the creek. And he's just like, do you hear the harmony in the creek? He's like, do you, and then the wind's blowing. He's like, do you hear, do you hear? And it was just like, do you hear this? Do you hear this? And he said, and I made this for you to enjoy. Hmm. Continue to come here and be replenished. Um, because I, 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 supply, I supply you here just as much as I do when you sit in your chair or anything like that. This time is important for you because I know what it does for your soul. And I know what it's going to do for you in the long run. I've just been able to put words to that here in the last couple of days. But it was, for me, that solitude is just, it's a deeper level of connectedness to God. Yeah. So, so your solitude, you know, when you, when you find your chair, that's a, that's a, a shorter version of yeah. solitude, right? You're, you're disconnecting from other people and from the to-do list and the work and the, you know, to just be with God, right? So there's yep. solitude there yep. and you're describing kind of a, a, a little longer stretch potentially of solitude where you're getting away mm -hmm. to be with God in nature yeah. and it just kind of allows you to re replenish your soul. Yeah. And, and it's, you're right. It's different than the, I do that. I try to do that once a month. Um, it's different than the finding your chair daily thing. I mean, I think that that's, that has been the lifeline for me, um, obviously for the last couple of years. And I've really taken it seriously, but there's something about those morning starts for sure. Um, I, there's the, the gravitational pull, like, you know, I call it the gravitational pull. There's a, there's a stronger gravitational pull to get alone with him and to be in solitude than to stay in my bed. And that hasn't always been the case. Mm. And it's taken, you know, it's taken some time to get there, but the fruit that's come of it, I enjoy more than what the fruit comes of me laying in my bed for an extra hour. Yeah. So, okay. So, so those, I would say are both ways that you abide in Christ, right? Yeah. So what is, what is Jesus supplying? You talk about replenishment. Mm -hmm. I think that's big. Mm -hmm. What is Jesus supplying to you in your chair time in the morning and your times of extended solitude in nature? Hmm. Like, what are those things that he's supplying to you that then let you leave that place and go bear fruit? Uh, he supplies me with the reminders of who he is. So just mm. words sometimes uh, or names of, of him yeah. to reflect on, you know, those, those attributes of his, uh, infinite, incomprehensible, self-sufficient. I mean, the list could go on. So he'll sometimes do that. It might be just, uh, a, 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 I call it a tone of the day. 
like he'll he'll you know he'll give me he'll give me a like okay today's gonna be today's gonna be heavy more times than not and there's some kind of conversation that happens that's heavy mm-hmm. um he'll give me he'll he'll slow me down and remind me hey you need you haven't prayed for your daughters in a while how about we pray for them right now mm. and you know i just it's it's different it's a lot different but i think a lot of it's just it's for me he's like it's just a reminder that he's my source yeah honestly that's good yeah that's really good and i i appreciate your challenge of abiding being simply being with him mm. And just, you know, you and I were in a meeting earlier today and someone made reference to that being such a valuable posture with God is we're so tempted to even make our time with God about a checklist and how much scripture we read or what, you know, and just that simple perspective saying, I'm God, I'm here to just be with you, believing that's what you ultimately want is for me to be yours. And I think you've, you've taught me a lot about that, just watching Mm -hmm. your relationship and walk with God and even uh, you, you encouraged some of us to read um, "Furious Long." Oh, the "Furious Long" of Brennan Manning. Brennan Manning, that and, and he talks phenomenal. about the uh, that prayer that Father, I belong to you in yeah. there. And there's just something about getting back to that truth when we abide, when we're yep. just with God, that, that lets us then go forth from that place, serving Him, loving others, doing what He's called us to do from a place of of connectedness and rootedness in Him, which yeah. is which is really cool. That's good. Um, so. We talk about abiding, and honestly, my first thought goes to what we just talked about, which is the quiet times, yeah, the alone times. Yeah, that's, that's when I picture abiding. That's what I picture, and I think that's essential. I think it's going to be really hard for someone to live a life of abiding without regular alone time with God in His Word in prayer, right? So, sure, I, I don't want to diminish that. No, but abiding can't only be no, no, in no. Your times alone with God, like mm-hmm. you don't, you don't like unabide. When you you like close your Bible and go to work, like it's not like oh now I'm dis I'm a branch disconnected from the vine until the next time I right. get alone with God. So what does abiding look like as you go through a busy day? Yeah, so this is something that I've I've tried to adapt after reading a book by Blackaby called Experiencing God, where there's just if we're if he's our source, then there's constant moments throughout our day when we can stay attached to the vine. So I enter into a meeting and wow, you know, I mean, we pray during meetings or whatever, but even in within the meeting, just being mindful of like, all right, spirit, it's really just creating this moment of, is there anything you want me to hear right now? So I enter a meeting, let me know if there's anything you want me to hear. Let me know if there's anything you want me to say. Those are just, those are the only two things that, anything you want me to hear, anything you want me to say. And I try to do that. I don't get it right all the time, John. I really don't. But when I do, I recognize that that what just came out of my mouth isn't necessarily me. Or I hear things that other people say, whether or not it's specifically for me or it's meant for me to follow up later with. And Mm so I try to do that with every new interaction I have. So even like us doing this right now, in in the back of my head is just this inner narrative that's like, okay, Spirit, like anything you want me to say, anything you want me to hear. That's so helpful. (laughs) It's also incredibly hard. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like you learn you do build that muscle. It's exactly what it of is of like Holy Spirit awareness yes. and attuneness. Yeah, you know as you go, but He resides inside of us, right? And 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 God in me, right? You abide in me, and I in you. Abide in me, I in you. Okay, so if I abide in you, that means you're abiding in me, which means that I I can I can tap into that 
You just want me to do that. Remain, 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 remain. However many times, 10 times he does it. I don't necessarily get it, but I, I sense it sometimes. And even even if in that moment you don't sense him, you know, speaking something to you or prompting you to say something, just that awareness of I am still connected to you right yes. now. You are Holy Spirit, you are in me. Right. I am in you. We are one. And so as I'm walking into this intimidating conversation, this challenging circumstance, like I know I'm connected to you and you are sufficient for anything yeah. that I'm yes. going to face. You're going to yes. give me the strength, the wisdom, the courage to 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 want the love, right? The fruit of the spirit that I need to 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 love the people I'm about to interact with or, or handle what I'm about to face. Yeah. So just awareness, right? Sometimes yes. that's a missing piece yeah. is is just the remembering we're we're connected to him. As you're as you're speaking, even in your sermon, you mentioned Pastor Mike oh. uh, in a conversation you two had. Um, you as you're talking, I remember speaking to him about when I was a math teacher, and just approaching my every class with with those questions. I'm yeah. just kind of God, what are you doing? What are you doing today in this class? Like, what do you want to do through me? And and just that sensitivity to like his promptings. So it's neat. That, you know, I see so much of Pastor Mike in you. Wow, the way that a, you walk with God, yeah. and I, I, it's good for me. I think I can get so caught up in the moment, and that I can and stop remembering or, or listening for the Holy Spirit's hmm. direction. So I love I love hearing about thinking about that as as we think about abiding throughout our day. Hmm. So that's awesome. That's a pretty cool compliment, man. Thanks. Um hey you had some stuff that didn't make it to the sermon. We're calling this the cutting room floor. What what's that bonus content uh that that you had to to cut from that you had to prune, prune. if you will, from your sermon. Cut, slice, dice. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. that uh, you'd love to tell people who are listening uh about. It's funny. This is probably the one of the hardest sermons I had to I, I have written in my short time of writing sermons. Um because of the all the stuff that I found in research in this thing. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I wrestled with, do I include this or do I not? There was a little bit of like, okay, if you don't include this, there's still the podcast. So the, somebody's going to hear it at least. I'm like, okay, good. God, thanks. So we're going to have to the second podcast yeah. for what's the stuff that didn't make the sermon or the podcast. Right. All right, the I podcast. get it. But is the, so it's the idea of, of the branches. You know, there's, I read a lot of commentaries on the idea of people getting into debates on who are the branches. You know, are they true believers? Are they unbelievers? Are they true believers who lose their salvation? And so I started digging and... Real quick, yeah. you're saying the branches. So, because yeah. he makes reference to two types of branches. Yeah, because so in, in verse 2 it says, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit. And then when you jump down to verse 6, it says, If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. Now, obviously the fire and the burned is referenced you know, to hell. But the the thing, and then you can it, then you got into this idea of Calvinists versus Arminians and their viewpoints and everything like that. At the end of the day, there was there was a couple articles that really broke this down. It's the language that the idea of surrounding the type of branch here and the idea of picking it up versus tossing it. I, I'm not going to get into details, but what it did, it saw it it pointed out the hinge point of verse three. It says, "Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you." And it actually references back in chapter 13 with this moment with Peter, where, you know, he's going around watching the disciples' feet, and he gets to Peter, and Peter's just like, whoa, 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 not just my feet, if everything, and he's just like, no, 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 you don't understand. You are already made clean by the word that I've spoken to you. And then he says, but not every one of you are clean, which references Judas, mm. which then Judas goes on and obviously does what Judas does. And so when when 
when he referenced when Jesus says this in verse three about you already clean, it's re- it's talking those so those branches are talking about those those true believers. So it differentiates between true believers and who you cannot lose your salvation because you if you are true if you are a true believer you've given your life to Christ the holy spirit's in you I and mean, there's there's that biblical precedent to it those those branches that are that are pruned and taken away because of it referencing this clean thing references back to Judas so it's those who are professing Jesus on the surface of things but in all actuality have never made that heart change and that heart commitment to allowing him to certain you know surrendering their life to him Wow. And so it was this, incre- for me, I nerded out for hours uh, on that and just reading all the different commentaries on it. But um, I think it, it, you know, it, it makes you think for a second. Uh, and it makes you also think about the reality of all those people who, I mean, you know, I have family and friends who, you know, call themselves, um, you know, believers in God, but in, you know, you have to, you have to pause there and be like, are you professing that or have you really made that heart change are you, are you basing it off of just following us a, re, a religious system yeah. that provides this false security that thinks like, oh well, yeah, I totally, I totally believe that you know Jesus is who he says he is, kind of thing. Well, that's great. I mean, so the, the demons believe, and they shudder. Yeah. So I just that I just thought that that was that was hard not to put in there, to be honest with you. Yeah. But then I figured, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So the two branches. One is authentic believers yep. who have trusted Christ as their Savior, following Him, surrendering to Him. Right. And the others are who profess Him with their their words, their lips. They say they know Jesus or, or believe in Jesus, but in their heart, they don't actually no trust Him Jesus. as Savior and follow Him as Lord. Yes. And so, okay, wow. And I, and I think, you know, I think maybe a word on that would just be he's affirming, he affirmed Peter earlier Exactly, and he affirms it that that when you can know that you've trusted Christ and you're following Him genuinely, there's great comfort in that. Great, incredible comfort. But if you have, or people you care about have, just gone through the motions, they Mm -hmm. go to church, they do good things, Mm -hmm. but have never really said, "Jesus, I need you to be my Savior. I need you to forgive my sins against God, and I want to follow you with my life." Not not perfectly, right? Yeah. Sometimes we say that, and we think from that point forward they have to be perfect by no means. But you're just putting your trust in him as your savior ultimately instead of yourself for your good works it's hard to hear but it's 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 necessary yeah and, it's he, good. and he wanted them to understand yes that you're going to encounter both yeah both types of branches yeah but you're this one you're, you're this one branch. be assured you're, because you've connected because he says you're already made clean yeah. because of me it's good yeah Hey, man, so good to catch up with you. Uh, I, I respect and admire you so much and enjoy being uh, in ministry together. And it's cool to have this conversation today. I like you too. Hey, man, cool. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Be sure to follow along with the I Am Jesus daily devotional, uh, which you can download at whoisgrace.com forward slash I Am Jesus. As we mentioned earlier, check out Pastor Sarah's podcast called My Chair, uh, that daily podcast. If this conversation encouraged you, leave a comment or review. That'd be fantastic. Uh, share it with other people uh, and be, be sure to like and subscribe so you get notifications every week so you can uh, stick with us for uh, for our, our, our podcast. For more information about Grace Church and Erie PA, visit whoisgrace.com. And until next time, keep abiding in Jesus, the true vine.